gentlemen, our Green and Gold Insider, three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, and the man who's going to explain what exactly is wrong with the Green Bay Packers. Please. Jason, <laughs> Jason Wildey. That's a lot of responsibility. Good morning, Jason. How you doing? With great power comes great responsibility. All right. First thing I want to say to you is thank you for identifying that being Gray Rugemer, former offensive lineman of the Packers, who was escorting Quay Walker into the tunnel and out. <laughs> uh, but I also want to ask what's wrong with the Packers relative to the discipline of the team? Quay Walker, Jair Alexander, all the penalties. What's going on? Did we lose Uh-oh. Him? Did we lose him? We may have. Either that or he's just speechless to that question. That's what it is. He doesn't have an answer. Maybe. <laughs> Jason, are you back? The ghost's in the machine. Yeah, I yeah, think Graham Halloween. didn't want me bringing up his claim to fame. Which you know is, what his claim what, to fame no, is? No, I don't. Oh, Mark Tauscher knows. So on Christmas Day, Christmas night, 2005, the Green Bay Packers install a trick play at Lambeau Field against the Bears where they throw a pass in a goal line situation to their right tackle, Mark Tauscher. Okay. Catches it for a touchdown. Does a Lambeau leap? but it's really more of a barrel roll into the <laughs> shortest part of the wall. All right. Everyone's celebrating. They're playing, you know, Todd Rundgren. And then there's a flag on the field, and Gray Rugemer <gasps> was called for holding. And it didn't no! Happen. Oh, man. No! <laughs> oh! Greatest play that never happened uh, in Packers history. Oh, uh, that's a crushing blow. Crushing. But anyway, he's escorting Quay Walker. I had no idea who that guy was, but my question was about just the discipline of the team. It doesn't seem like they're that disciplined. Yeah, that was like Quay Walker seems like a good kid. I haven't talked to him a ton, um, and he owned his mistake after the game. I just I was very confused by why he reacted so mm-hmm. emotionally yeah. to basically a guy trying to Help him. Help him up, and a guy protecting his own legs as he was kind of getting flown into on the sideline. I, I, and, and you're right, when it comes to discipline, and that's the funny thing about this team. It's like when things go wrong, like all these different things are going wrong, right? We saw this happen last week with Eric Stokes, and then Eric Stokes got benched briefly. Mm-hmm. And for the first three years under Matt LaFleur, they have been really good about penalties. Like, they're one of the least penalized teams in the NFL over the last three years. I think they were the best in the NFL last year, but not this year and not uh, in crucial moments. Like, you cannot, I mean, you can't get ejected. You just can't, you can't do anything stupid enough to get ejected, even if you're emotional. And then that gets compounded by then your other inside linebacker injures his knee. Right. And he's done for the game. So it was pretty ugly there. So, uh, can you comment on Aaron Rodgers' mobility? Is he as mobile as he used to be? Um, probably not, but, you know, he had an 11-yard run. Um, I think he still is capable of, of – I mean, he doesn't look like Tom Brady, right? Like when Tom Brady right. breaks the pocket and starts running, uh, he does not even look very athletic at all. And, and I don't think Rodgers is at that point. But, look, it's going to be 39 in a month, mm-hmm. and everyone – as we age, experiences greater limitations in what we can and cannot do. But I, I don't, you know, I think it's interesting that he kind of talked about that last night because I don't see that as 
decreasing a ton. I see it more as he's in the pocket. He's he spends so much time looking for guys now because they're not getting open or they're young and they're not in the spot they're supposed to be. That he doesn't take off and run quickly enough. Not that he doesn't run quickly. It's that he's not starting that process as early as maybe he did in past years. In the history of great catches, though, in Packers history, that Romeo Dobbs catch has got to be right toward the top. That was an Mm -hmm. amazing twisting, turning, acrobatic catch. Maybe a really interesting way to look at the future of the Packers. Maybe they install more plays for him. I don't know. Yeah, look, he's a he's a good, young, talented player. And I know I talked to you guys about this a bunch since they drafted him, but, like, from the first rookie minicamp practice, he stood out. And then during the OTA practices in the offseason, you could see it. And then you said, well, all right, is he going to be able to do it in the training camp? And he was. Basically, Rogers said it. He made a wow play just about every day. And you said, can he do it in preseason games? Yep, he could do it in preseason games. And he has done it during the season here. This wasn't the first time that he made good plays. Now, this was obviously a spectacular catch. But, again, this is what happens with young players. There are huge peaks and valleys. Last week he dropped at least two, maybe three passes. Didn't have a catch. He was targeted four times. He ended up with zero receptions. That mm-hmm is what happens with young players, and he's a young player, and that kind of stuff doesn't happen if you have Devontae Adams on the roster. All right, so last week I said they weren't doing the run, right? So this week they did, but last <laughs> week the defense looked okay. This week not so much, at least in the first half of the game. How do we get this all to gel? Yeah, that's – I mean, first of all, the Bills are a really good team. They right? are. And they they ran the ball really well against the defense that was number one in the league coming in. So that that is obviously a positive, as Mike McCarthy was mm-hmm. positive. Um, on the flip side, they also are a really good offense, and they're hard to stop. And it almost felt like the Bills could do whatever they wanted against the Packers' defense. And um, until you know their their quarterback Josh Allen decided to be kind of uh, loosey goosey. Um, they really couldn't stop them. They scored on five consecutive possessions, and then they had those two interceptions. So uh, I don't know how you get all three phases to play well together. I know this. For all the time we spent, and it's been a lot, talking about what Aaron Rodgers said and what he thinks about their offense and the growing pains they've had offensively, I think the defense is by far the biggest disappointment of the season. Like, this offense, we all knew without Devontae and with young guys and new lineup on the offensive line and two offensive linemen coming back from injuries that are your best offensive linemen, that it was going to take a while to kind of figure things out. Now, it's been worse than I expected, but I still thought there would be these growing pains. Defensively, uh, during the offseason, these guys were being touted as, you know, the steel curtain. And they... They even believed their own hype. Like, they were talking in training camp about, you know, they they say that our defense looks good on paper. Well, on the grass, it looks even better. Well, it turned out you were dominating practice and training camp because your <laughs> offense stinks. So they are just, to me, the, the whole formula was supposed to be during the first half of the season, the defense was going to carry them and keep them in a bunch of games. 
while the offense figured things out. And they have just not been anything close to what they were advertised to be. Is there something that the Packers coaches can do to help the offensive line prepare for the unexpectedness of who's going to play, who's not going to play? Tom's going to play guard. Tom's going to play left tackle. Bakhtiari's going to play. Jenkins is going to play. Um, it seems like it's a, every week it's a different rotation on who's on the offensive line. Yeah, and, and the, the Elton Jenkins piece of it was basically a repeat of last week where David Bakhtiari worked out before the game with a member of the medical training staff. They decided he wasn't ready to go, and when they put in their inactive list 90 minutes before kickoff, Bakhtiari was on it, and that came as a surprise to everyone else. This week, they added uh, Elton Jenkins, who was already on the injury report with his knee, as having a foot injury that he'd suffered in practice. He goes through a workout before the game. 90 minutes before kickoff, they submit their inactive list, and there's Elton Jenkins' name. And, and Zach Tom's name is, on, is in at left guard. Last week, he had a jump in at left tackle. That, look, that can't be easy. And Zach Tom who is a fourth-round rookie, just like Romeo Dobbs, uh, is as even-keeled of a guy as Romeo Dobbs is. They're both really – in fact, Bakhtiari was telling me that uh, they tease Zach Tom in the, in the offensive line meetings for not having enough personality. So they've been trying to bring it out of him, mm-hmm. which I think is funny. But when I talked to him during the week – and he played well last week. I don't. I haven't watched rewatched the game, so I don't know how well he played yesterday. But he had one of the most humorous lines to me that I've ever heard. I asked him, you know, how he whether or not playing well last week in Bakhtiari's place did a lot for his confidence. And he said, "It's always good to do something for the first time and not completely fail." There you which go. I, I, I love saw, that. Which I think yeah. I saw on a successories poster back at Southridge Mall. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> um, but 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 he's you know he he's really unfazed, and that is a great quality to have in a guy that ninety minutes before kickoff, his coach is telling him, "All right, Zach, you're playing left tackle," and then a week later, "All right, Zach, you're playing against the number one defense, and we're going to put you in a left guard." I mean, that is that that cannot be ideal. And Marcus, to answer your question, I don't think there's much you can do other than have a even-keeled kid who you think can play those positions at the drop of a hat. Finally, I just need to ask you, are you a different kind of cat, and do you have to be a different cat (laughs) to do what you do? So my second favorite (laughs) older Italian man, Rich Passaccia, he and I, I don't know how this has happened. I think it started with our first access to him he i asked him a question and i referenced something that bill parcells used to say and he was like really really impressed with this reference i made and then every week that we've talked to him he's kind of given me some grief but really liked the questions and said they were really good questions and then this one I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> we didn't either. My, you know what? I understood my, it. We, we we stood up for you because we understood the question. We really did. Yeah, I shouldn't have added if it also takes a different kind of cat to be yeah. a special teams coach because that's where it went off the rails. And he said, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Right. Well, that's okay. We haven't known for many years, and we still love that's having fair. you on. You know what I mean? 
So hey, different Maybe. streets for different feats. <laughs> yeah, there what? you go. Yeah, you guys can use that for them. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna. Put, I think we saw that on a poster at Southridge yeah. as well. That might have been it. All right, Jason. Always a pleasure. Thanks for the insight, and we'll check in with you later in the week. All right, everybody. Take care. Be good. You too, Jason Wildey. Don't know what I'm talking about. Listen to this. I asked you about Dallin a couple weeks ago, and you told that anecdote about the ref coming over. Um, I've talked to Keyshawn a couple times in the locker room. Like he starts conversations with me, which is really nice of him. Um, but he's a he's a different cat too. Do you have to be a different cat to be a really good special teams player, and do you have to be a different cat to be a really good special teams coach too? <laughs> I don't even know what the hell you just said. But... <laughs> Jason Wilde, part of the morning, KLH. 